Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. It's crazy to think we've been doing the pod for almost a full three years. It's going to be three years in March, which is crazy. But we used to do some wild times. Like we used to have some where we recorded at like 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. We had some that we did like one in the afternoon. We had some midnight pods. Did we start? So yeah, we, we started the pod like during the pandemic then. It was March of 2021. Oh, okay. A year after kind of everything kind of. Yeah, but it was but like it was we still kinda... right back into yeah, yeah. going over people's house and you were still kind of going outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so like we used to record the pod at random hours. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was when I was on the beat, it was that was cool. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't have to be at the ballpark until three. Well, I got all day to record mm-hmm. or well, you didn't get off until late. And then I said, I could do the pod after a game. Right. And Jason was like, well, I'm off in the summertime, so it don't really matter. <laughs> um, and then once I got the TV, it was just like, well, that rules out the day, the day pods. Mm-hmm. And then the night pods are kind of wild because it's like, I don't know if after talking all day on TV, I right. can do <laughs> another 90. And we were doing two-hour pods back then. Yeah, we were not the most efficient. <laughs> we got... <laughs> we were like, just say everything, and then we'll Doug, back. Yes. And then later. <laughs> we were definitely in, nah, we need to get all this out on tape. <laughs> now we're like, nah, we're going to be really efficient with this 75 to 90 minutes that people mm-hmm. are tuning in. I think we're, we're better for it as a podcast. Yeah. Like, I love those old episodes. Like, I think there's some absolute gems mm-hmm. in the first two years of pods. Mm-hmm. Like, Meat Peaks episode, legendary. <laughs> um, 
the stimulus check episode. Bro, remember that? That's how far uh, back that was. Like, people we were going, getting going to jail for those, uh, for the PPP. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. PPPs. <laughs> yeah, no, people going to jail. People going to big jail, as they should. <laughs> like, you thought you were going to be scamming, <laughs> scamming during the pandemic. And we, what's up, big dog? Big dog, we used to play for the Bears. Josh Bellamy. Selfie stick. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Yo, Josh Bellamy yes. not only had stone hands, but he was a scammer. Yes, he was. Man. It was like, get this money entertainment. Come on, bro. Yeah, <laughs> they was going to get your ass. Yeah, come on. <laughs> they was going to get your ass. <laughs> get this like, money you, entertainment you know they, is crazy. You know, they was going after the people. Like, they're going to eventually get to everybody. But they're going to start with the people that took out the millions, that borrowed the millions. And you don't think they're going to come back around? Be like, hey, big dog, where are your employees at? So I had a buddy... Apparently, it was really easy to do. Not that I did anything, but like I know people that Lawrence, did you who get were it? being helped. Did they get a PPP loan for House of L? Yeah. No. Oh man, we should have gotten. We should have done. We should have <laughs> done damage. What? No. I, <laughs> the I, smooth I, mill for House of L. I was very aware of how this could go badly. <laughs> and on the back end? <laughs> yes. I was very aware of that. And I was like, not the kid. Not going to be me. Because here's my thing, Tone. That's back when the pod got started where everybody was getting the PPP loans and stuff. Yep. And me and Jason could have been out here like New Heights. Yep. The Kelsey brothers had all the technology and equipment <laughs> off rip. Like, yeah, that's, that's the – it's – these are dangerous times, man. You gotta, you gotta read the fine print. Like they expect you, it's a loan, not a grant. They expect <laughs> you to pay that back. So you gotta, you you gotta understand. As a, as a business owner, were you intrigued by yes. the, the idea, the premise? Absolutely. We're, I'm House of Bell's a black-owned business. Mm-hmm. That that was True. starting the what were we a year and a half in when the pandemic started. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. It, it was definitely tantalizing to to think about the opportunities that may have been afforded a, a young black man like myself, young man. poor black man from Chicago South Side. Just no, trying I'm, to make I'm not going to let you do world. that. <laughs> Yo, me and Lawrence would have been down at Adriana first in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> 95th Street would have never seen nothing hey, like that, man. Beverly, we was going to tear up Beverly. Come through. <laughs> Would have been right. Andreana first, and we're going to take our ass over there to Original House of Pancakes. Hey, hey, <laughs> isn't it 100 degrees today? Not in this fur, it ain't. <laughs> no, nah, we could have been going crazy off the I'm real icy right now. Lawrence would just, oh, is that 1500 just fell out my out of my pocket? Oh, man, that's crazy. You know what? Go ahead and keep that, sweetheart. You that's can just you. keep that. That's that small, you. light work that we got. You know, we Go get yourself something nice. These PPP loans, man. But it, but that's was the funny thing about it was like it's in the name, right? Yes. The, the loan is the loan part <laughs> is in the name. So you're telling yes. people, or you're you know, how do oh, did you get that PPP loan? Oh yeah, man, I flipped that, man. They look, it's free money. I'm like, but it's loaned in the name, my guy. Okay, so so tone if if I were a lawyer. One of the arguments that one of the dumb arguments that I would make is, well, you have to remember that at the time that this was going on, the government was actually giving away free money to people that they didn't have to pay back. And my client 
perhaps got a little carried away and thought that this was more of an assistance program than a loan program. He's playing about $5 million. Your honor. <laughs> yeah, the, the $5 million, I didn't think I had to give this back. It's crazy. But, but I feel the argument. I feel the argument, counselor. I'd have got my Lionel, my Lionel Hutz on, man. I've been I've been out here like trying desperately to keep my client from going to jail. Get them I had a, hours up. I got a buddy who owns a restaurant out east, and he said it was easier to get the PPP loan than it was to get the loan to start his restaurant. Mm. Yo, I mean, I mean, look, usually restaurants and bars are they almost always fail. So I'm not surprised that 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 would be the case, but it's it's funny. Like I I I think 2024 is actually going to be a year of expansion for House of L. Okay, I think we're gonna move, yeah, into some that different- race coming, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> we doing well. I, I think you guys might be sacrificed for the greater good. No, I'm kidding. Um, Man, that's crazy. <laughs> I think I'm going to move in some other spaces. So um, I've, I've been researching it a little bit. And like the idea of I was going to buy a piece of property and I'm like, wait a minute. Couldn't House of L buy the property? Couldn't House of L get the loan to buy the property? And it turns out, yes, it can. So that might be a thing that happens in 2024. So I've been I've been looking into it. But yeah. And people that thought them loans weren't going to come due. I don't know what to tell you. Like, like you got to pay that money back. Did they? I'm wondering if folks thought one was it the free money, and two, did they think, oh, you know what? When Biden get up in there, man, he's gonna be like, nah, it's cool. He's gonna it's gonna be like the student loans, right? He's like, yeah, student yeah. loan forgiveness, not PPP man. loan forgiveness. He's like, it's all loans. It's all the same thing. Let's forgive all of it. These that, are our hands. You don't make me mad. <laughs> don't don't make me mad. Cause Joe Joe ran on. Hey, come on, college kids. I know y'all went to school and y'all got them loans. And if you vote me in there, y'all ain't gonna have to pay them things back. He tried. Future. He tried. I will say that. No, no, no. He tried after. At first, he was like, I mean, we gave y'all a year. Look, I know, I know <laughs> that some- came out of his mouth. I said, Oh, he got us. <laughs> I I know some people that that. That slipped in under the wire and got some things like taken off their bill, and I'm happy for them. I'm really mad at my generation, fellas, for yeah. being part Hold of the oh, for mm-hmm. being part of the chorus of people that were like, "Oh, we had to pay for college." So they like, why would you want that? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like just let those people have free college. Like mm-hmm. that money, that money gone, that money been gone for you mm-hmm. in your college career. Let it go. Let these people go to college for free if they can. That's why we're trying to get y'all up out of here. I know. <laughs> I know. Any we get y'all out of here, bro. But you know I what, know. But Lawrence? Slip and fall, no, no, Lawrence. Your your generation X, X, right? And who mm-hmm. who was before you? Was that boomers? boomers. Yeah, our, boomers. our so, Gen, Gen X's parents are boomers. So somebody brought up the the, the premise, uh, and I don't know if it's true or not. I didn't fact check it, but it kind of made sense. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the story about the the two airplanes crashing um, in Japan. Yeah, yeah, I saw a little bit of it this morning. So somebody was like, 
do you know of anybody that really wants to be like or even in passing conversation like man i really want to be a pilot and i was like no not really and i was like where do you think the airplane industry is gonna go like if all the boomers are the pilots and nobody's getting into the industry like what's gonna happen to the airplane industry i think that a lot of people are gonna get into that that industry especially considering that you have a bunch of people who are piloting drones. Like, I, I, I think that, that the idea of controlling something like that would be cool. Plus, like, if you become a captain and people make a grip, they get to see the world. Like, the, the traveling, like, there are still people who want to be flight attendants. So there, I think there are definitely people that want to be pilots. Now, I heard y'all, was it a couple epi- episodes ago where y'all were talking about flight? Man, that movie, boy. And you gotta, you gotta have some concerns. You gotta look in the cockpit when you walk on the plane and be yeah, like, "Hey, I'll do it every time." I, hey, again, I don't fly as much, but I'm definitely. Where's the captain? What does he look like? Okay, how old is he? Is he fifty? All right, cool, we good. I'm not getting on no plane with a twenty-something year old trying to trying to fly me cross country or whatever. Like I'm just. Well, well, usually it's it's you know you have at least two in there, so. You know, I, the, chance, the, the chances are is that you're not gonna just have two young people out there. Like it's like NBA officiating. Like, there's one old dude and two younger people. Like it's not. They know what the deal is, man. So you don't have to worry that much about it. I don't think. Tone to your point about the where does the industry go? So I fly a ton, and what I see is there are a lot of pilots who are in the millennial bracket, right? There are also a lot of women flying these planes, yep. right? And mm-hmm. early on in the airline industry, you know, they were just pushing women to be flight attendants. Now you got ladies flying the, pay, the planes, and I think that adds to the the group of pilots that you will the see. The hiring pool, yes. For sure. Great. Right. Awesome. In the future. Awesome. That's a big Are word. you ready? To, you ready to give that 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 cancelable take that you don't want women flying you around, Tony? Is that what? What you getting ready to say? Oh, that no, no, no. I was, you're not going to say was, it on this podcast. <laughs> I was worried about the industry as a whole. All right. I have never heard of anybody, man or woman, that said they wanted to be a pilot. And I was concerned about the the, the airplanes. You know, Russ, you, you know that Tony thinks that he can't be canceled. <laughs> that You know what? I thought about this this week. I'm Lord, not important. I'm glad, it, I'm, glad that you, I'm glad that you said that. I don't believe that anymore. He has a life. On this earth that ain't his, that ain't his wife's. And he like, if I don't bring home a check because I went and shot my mouth off, my wife go whoop my ass. And so I think that whole you can't cancel me was a single man tone thought. Okay. Not a family man tone thought. I think that's it's over for that. Eminem joked about, you know, that now he's got too much to lose. Like he used to not give a now he's got too much to lose. That's Tony right now. But 1, to, be, to be to be fair to me, have I had cancelable takes though? Yes. Even in yes, Tony. Yes. Really? Yes. yes. That oh, that bad. We invented the elevator music for you. <laughs> Tony, you have said stuff in the control room of the score that it's, it's there are times I'm like, is he a comedian? Like it's typically in form of a question. It's never in form of, de- of a defined statement. It's always yeah, in the form of a question. That's that bullshit Chappelle trying to do right now, too. <laughs> I'm just asking a question. 
Did y'all see his special? I'm surprised um, nobody's talked about it. I'm not. I'm not here for it. Like I watched I just, and I laughed like one time, and I'm like, ah, damn. Is it that damn. bad? We reached I'm, that point. I'm brokenhearted with some of the choices that he made, and I can't let him go. Like it, it's one of those things where. He's I, I heard uh there's an influencer named Frankie and she's really good. She like she does a lot of stuff on geek culture and you know she was talking about Chappelle and I thought that her point of view on it was really, really great. And it's similar to mine, where I just like he meet he meant so much to moving the culture forward, whether we're talking about black culture or thinking culture, he he and he's high off his own supply for the last five years and thinks that like, even if you think about like the, the skit that him and rock did after the 2016 election, I think was probably like the Zenith of Chappelle. Like it was so smart and so brilliant. Like the way that they were talking about it, because it was the way that that black people were talking to their white friends about disappointment at that large at the largest scale of america and after that it just kind of became this it, this thing that he's on i, I can't I, I cannot support it so if it's old stuff that Chappelle's doing or if i see old Chappelle stuff i'm cool with it i'm not interested i went to go see him man i think we went to go see him in 2018 or 19 and it was one of the first times that I went to a comedy show and they took your phone because they, and it was, it was great. Like a, a lot of good people that I know were part of that show. Um, Erica Nicole Clark, who's hilarious was one of the openers for that show. But I just feel like there's some people that's, that's out here on mess and I can't as talented and as smart as they can be. I, I don't, I can't rock with it. So I saw it the other night and I was like, Nope. Not doing that. Mm. It's uh, it's interesting because I Cat Williams has always said this. Cat, <laughs> if you haven't seen his uh Shannon Sharp's recent episode of Club Shay Shay with Cat Williams, he took the bazooka to everything. But one thing that he has always said is, if you can't make jokes and make people laugh without hurting people, you were never that funny. Yep. Now I think Dave Chappelle is very funny. He's which one is of the why comedians in the history of the planet. Which is why it kind of it is mind boggling that he's just like nah f that like I, y'all not gonna tell me what I can and can't and it's like bro just like this not the hill you want to die on. Yeah, it's it, Russ. It's the defiance part. Yeah. Like it's it's the the aggressive defiance that has been hard for us to all deal with. In, in a political landscape, there's been a ton of that over the last decade and seeing one of the best and one of your own kind of take up the same act, but not punching up, but punching yeah. down is really, really disappointing. And for a guy like I've seen a lot of the interviews that Dave has, has done and he hasn't done a ton of them, but the 60 minutes one where the that one and um the one with jerry seinfeld that he did and you realize like the history of dave Chappelle and the city that he lives in in ohio and the reason that he lives there and how everyone 
it it seems to be fighting for a very righteous cause. And then you see him and you see, oh, like you really, you really aren't even like it, you're really just kind of being provocative to be provocative. And it, it really feels like a na-na-na-na-na type thing that I thought he was above. And that's what's disappointing. I, I was going to mention that, Lawrence, just it seems like his cause of it to me, at least early on, it seemed like, you know, a good point is before when comedy was just able to uh, just kind of be what it is for lack of a better term. um, There wasn't a topic that could go untouched. Um, And what he is trying to, I think what he's trying to do uh, is still fight for, I guess, that right to say, hey, I should, as an artist in this space, I should be able to go where wherever I want to go. But also, I think it needed to be, one, in good taste, uh, and two, where it doesn't feel like you're hammering the same things over and over again where it feels like now you have a concerted effort to go after a specific group or um and it it, and it turns out to be not funny it just feels mean um and i thought he was treading that line up you know towing that line that you need to to be in this space right you've always had to toe the line in that space where the line between mean and being a jerk and being funny um and I thought he was doing that up until, you know, a certain point where it just leaned toward defiance. And I thought that he was smarter than that. I thought he was a little bit more humble than that. I think that when you mentioned the, his zenith, I think the attraction was in that point in time, the humbleness to recognize what was going on in the country at that time. Um, and also blend it with the funny. But now it just seems like, again, defiance. I don't like to be told what to do and not being able to find the the humbleness and the funny to kind of go along with like, Hey, you guys didn't like those. It's cool. I got others in my bag and the confidence, right. To do other stuff. But it just seems like it, it feels lazy, I guess now I, that it feels lazy. I find it to, I find, you know, that argument too is a little bit disingenuous. Mm-hmm. If, if there were, like if you if I don't know like if you want to do if you want to talk about like Don Rickles and Don Rickles's style of comedy where he was mean and but he's doing it with a laugh and a wink and that's very different from well let me tell you about this group of people you know that they're, they're I I agree with you to a certain extent, Tony, where it felt like at first he was trying to work through how the world is changing, how people identify themselves, and that he was living in the discomfort of not knowing how to be or what to say. And that's funny because that's that's that was his truth in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. But then it morphed and and it morphed to. strangely enough like a level for me at least to a level of privilege of how dare you challenge me i'm dave Chappelle, and and i'm a comic so i can say anything i want you can't say anything you want there's been proven 
over and over again. And I get really, really mad um, because I go through this with my students on the first day of class. People's lack of knowledge of what the First Amendment says is so fucking frustrating. It... The First Amendment does not protect you from criticism. It does not protect you from getting canceled. It protects you from the government. That's what it's there to do so that you can speak out and peacefully protest without there being government interference. So many people, whenever they get caught in the trick bag, they jump to the concept of freedom of speech. And you weren't arrested. Dave wasn't picked up after his show by the FBI or the CIA or the, the local municipality for what he said, like strangely enough, like first amendment violations, what was going on with comedians back in the fifties and sixties and going on with musical artists in the seventies, eighties and nineties, where they were being dragged off stage and being jailed for what it is that they were saying. NWA. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, even like even if we can look at like folk singers in the 60s that were, you know, the, the, because they were doing stuff that was considered radical or, you know, people who were were brought in front of Congress because they were communists. Like there's. Mm -hmm. and, and so when people try to buck on social media and try to hide behind, well, I, it's my First Amendment right. Yeah, your right has not been violated. You can say that dumb shit all day, but your company can say, we don't want to have people like you working here. Your friends can say, you're a moron and I don't rock with you anymore. That's not anyone that that's not anyone taking your first amendment right away. You can be the dude that's just screaming outside saying God is dead or whatever it is that you want to say. As, lo as long as the government doesn't, prosecute you for what it is that you say then your first amendment rights have not been violated and there there's a very small like window of of how that works or, or what type of speech is not allowed even under the, the the law and the rule of the constitution and a lot of people think that they are sliding into that sweet spot and you're not you're just being an asshole Absolutely correct. Like I, I don't think Dave is in Andrew Dice Clay territory because I think that is dangerous to people, inflammatory, all that. But I do think where he's at is I don't I think because of the involvement of society, I think a lot more people are like, hey, man, like we love you as one of our comic legends, but we don't want to hurt a group of people that is growing who also probably loved Dave Chappelle. Yes, and have been marginalized. Yeah. And and remember, Dice was a character. Yeah. Dave is not playing a character on stage. Dave is right. being Dave. And right. I think that he's also been given the benefit of the doubt because he's so smart. Yeah. Like, how can you be this smart and this um charismatic and this he understands or he he did understand people 
when when you've got the ability to look inside the soul of America and ask some really tough questions about life, like what the Chappelle show did, how we treat each other, people will give you the benefit of the doubt. He earned that benefit of the doubt of, yo, man, why can't you see that what you're doing here isn't quite right? And it falls into similar category with Kanye, where I wonder if there's anyone that can tell Dave that he's wrong. Or else, or, or do those people just get excommunicated? And it's That's a sad. dangerous place to be when you're when you're a man of power and influence and authority. If nobody, if you're never wrong, or you know, if nobody can tell you, hey, you might should probably think this differently, um, then you reach this a space that you know that's not healthy. That's not beneficial when nobody can tell you if you're if you're doing wrong, and if you won't listen to that. I should probably go ahead and and, and open the show. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. You've been listening to uh, uh, us discuss uh, our our comedy. Uh, what do we call it? Our comedy, comedy chops. Evol- our comedy chops involvement as a viewer. People who love stand. I love stand up, but I think it's changed from from the time I was fifteen to now almost thirty, which is crazy to say out loud. Uh, I'm Russ Dorsey. Joining me as always, my man Hunter Grand, Tony Gill on the boards. Uh, Jason Leisure. Uh, had a work emergency. Uh, I think what they're doing at the Sun-Times is covering both sides of Bears-Packers last game of the season. So he was up in Green Bay. Oh, Lord. And he wasn't going to be back uh, in town to do the pod until 10, 1030, almost 11. And I said, brother, don't even worry about that. I will call Uncle Lawrence and see if he wants to hang out with the kids. Uh, Lawrence, I heard the conversation you and... Layla and Marshall Harris were having before Christmas where you were just like, yes, yeah, say it. Say Russ calls you old. I was there. I listened. Uh, and you're right. I like to call Marshall old. But the only reason I do it is because he's old by age standards, but not actually. Like, he, Marshall gets after it. He yeah. be running. He be at F45 next to my building. Like he'd be going crazy in there. So I always say it because it's funny. I don't say it because I actually think he's if I actually thought he was like old as hell, I wouldn't say it. No, Russ, I know. I, I like to I like but to the streets, streets be thinking I'm just you old ass out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's but he, but notice like he took offense to the unk thing, and I was like, no, like I don't. Like, of course, like you guys, like he totally. And the other thing is like for a lot of of, a lot of minority groups, uncle and auntie are signs of respect. Endearment, for sure. Yes, for sure. So like for me, like you guys know Afia, like Afia talks about that. Like that's how people, older people are greeted in Africa, in a lot of countries in Africa. If if you are of a certain age, you're not Mister, your uncle or your auntie. So I I personally take a lot of pride that you guys will feel comfortable enough to put me in that category. That Unless makes you're on a sense. basketball court. Unless you're on a basketball court, somebody call you. Who got uh, unk? Yeah, that's. Well, they don't have to worry about that for me. I'm I'm yeah. done playing. <laughs> I, I I I was thinking about this the other day because I'm doing this thing with Remy Martin for Quarter Dreams, and I don't have a pair of jumpers at all. 
Like I have all sorts of like walking and running shoes. I have a couple like really nice pairs of shoes. If I want to like rock a suit or something like that with some, with some tennies, but I have no high tops at all. So you couldn't even give nobody a quick bucket if you wanted to. Nope. I'd have to do it in my Brooks's, and those are not basketball shoes. In the yes, in the Brooks is a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, Sheets and Giggles. Uh, sports Jason the you by Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get $23 off your next purchase. It's still that time. Actually, as a matter of fact, it's getting colder than it was. Yes. During the beginning of the winter. It's colder now than it was Christmas week. It was I was running outside Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. Man, now it's cold. The hawk coming in. Trying to tell people because uh, you know, I got people in Arizona and there were a couple of days where I was like, yo, it's the same temperature here as it is there. And now I'm not doing that no more. Cause yeah, the hawk, the hawk done came in. It's still it's still fine. Like I'm not complaining. Yes. To, to make we it all the way through, through December with no snow. That's crazy. That's good for us. Probably bad for the planet, but it's good for us. I'm, I, yeah, that's how I look at it. I'm like, long term, probably not great for us. Not great. I wanted to go for a run on Christmas Eve. It was great. Uh, sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get $23 off your next purchase offer brought to you by uh, BetMGM. Uh, get $1,500 back in free betting credit using our promo code adjacent 1000 that is adjacent 1000 bet mgm the king of sports books this is the last time the folks gonna hear me for the next couple of weeks i am getting the hell out of here where are you going i'm going i'm going to europe all right. Wait, so you did that last year, right? Was it a London trip or? Yeah. So I did a, a week in Puerto Rico and a week in London. I am uh, doing contract negotiating and stuff. So I needed an extra week here in town. But Friday, when this podcast will be released, I'm going to fly to London for a couple of days. Then I'm taking the train to Amsterdam. Let's go. For a couple of days. And then I'm going to go oh. to no and no tone. Stop. Uh, I, then I'm going to Paris for five days after that. Russ, you seem to be good at vacations. I, I struggle with this. Like I, for the longest time, I've struggled with like the concept of vacation. I struggle with the planning and execution of it. Cause you know, usually what people want is for you to, Oh, well, you're on vacation. You're going to go to the beach, right? I can do the beach. I can do a beach setting for like two days. And then I'm like, I need to be doing something. Yeah. So I like if I'm going to like, I really dug Puerto Rico because you could go to old San Juan. Puerto Rico is fire. Yeah. Puerto Rico is pretty good, but I've been to Costa Rica twice and I love Costa Rica. And if I ever had big, big money, like that's the type of place where like I might have a spot. It was like two days and like uh, I was getting antsy. Luckily, there was an excursion. So I ended up going to Nicaragua and that was cool. Like, But even there, I'm like, uh, like, I don't know what it is, but I kind of need I need an adventure. And I don't mean like going on a zip line. Like I need like something historic or something cool or some someone told me a cool place to eat. Like leisure really enhanced my Miami experience. 
because I, I'm not here to be on the beach, like sitting mm-hmm. on South Beach. But he was like, you should try this and check out this place and go eat here and go eat there. And I walked away being like, okay, now I see why people really, really love Miami. But you, Russ, seem to, you understand the assignment. Like, you unplug, and I find that to be an admirable trait of yours that you that you figured out how to unplug. I appreciate that. It's, um, y'all know me. I work, right? Like, I'm working and working hard. So, at the point in the year, baseball, usually free agency is kind of over and done with, um, at least the big boys this year, it's kind of just dragging. And you know what? I don't care. World's going to keep spinning. Um, and it was actually Ken Rosenthal when I became a national guy was just like, when you're off, you're off. And he said, it took me too long to realize that. And I'm like you, I love history. I love seeing things. And so I always did the split vacation is kind of what my mentality was like, I'll go get some warp somewhere. And then I'm going to go somewhere I've never been before. So last year was London, had never been there. This year, I was supposed to go to London for Cubs Cardinals. Then the company that I work for went bankrupt. So that didn't get to happen. Um, (laughs) But I had never been to Amsterdam before. And I'm like, all right, I love London. And then I can take the train from London to Amsterdam, spend some time there, see the canals, all that, and then go to Paris for five days go to the Louvre, go to the Eiffel Tower, do some cu- cool non-touristy stuff. But that's kind of the thought process is while I am blessed and have the means, yes. I want to do things I've never been able to do before. And my parents did a lot to like open me and my brother's eyes to things we had never done before. But see, the world is something that now that I have the means to do it for myself, I don't want to wait too long where obviously can't wait for wife and kids. That's going to be awesome. But while I'm single and can do it on my own and not have to worry about because people are like you're not you're going by yourself. Yes. It's my itinerary because it's my trip. Yes. And if I just want to say, you know what, let's run down today. I'm going to sleep in, go get a workout, walk around. Or like the first day I was in London last year, I'm just going to walk around the city for six hours. And see some stuff and get tea and get fish and chips. I love that. Like that's, I feel like I've stumbled upon like a perfect place for me to vacation. Montreal in the spring or summer is that for me where there's so much history, but yet it's really familiar because it runs like an American big city. There, there is good mass transit. You can get around fairly easily there's a lot of grid type stuff where you're trying, oh, okay, I know how to navigate this. That place to me, I'm so looking for, I think I'm going in either April or May. And I, I'm so looking forward to like getting back there. And I did something that was super European up there in Canada. I took a train ride from Montreal to Quebec City. And those are like two different places. Like Montreal at this point, um is you can you you don't even necessarily have to speak french you can speak english and navigate montreal quebec city they a little more we don't play that shit up here like you better at least try like that's what i learned about quebec city they'll cut you a break but you better 
hit him with the bonjour or bon nuit or fuck you. You know, like, <laughs> like, I, I and once I figured that out, I was like, man, this is a dope, dope place. But Canada, Canada to me is so easy and so beautiful. Like some of the some of the things that I saw just in between Montreal and Quebec City on the train. I was like, yeah, man, I should take the train more often. And that's like a super European thing to do. It's be like, oh, I'll just take a train to another country. Yeah. I'll just do that and go see what that's like. And I think for me, it is a uh, like not going. It's me not going to a Spanish speaking country, right? Where I'm comfortable. Now I'm going to go to France and I don't speak French. Yeah. And that's like. Spanish, so you're going to be able to like, it was the same thing with me in Montreal and Quebec city. I know enough Spanish that I was like, oh, I kind of know what, what that, that is. Means, yeah. So I think that you're going to be okay. I think you'll be more okay over there than you think. And I, you know, it might find me a little French something to help me out while I'm oh, there. See, y'all, y'all see, know here it is. Are I you ever, little, are What you streets in France? Champs-Élysées, that's the big street in France. You going to be walking Paris? up and down there? Yeah. Rue. Like it'll be Rue, like whatever go. the street name is, Rue. Um, so are you going to make it to Spain at any point? Like you're going to use some so of how I do it is after I get back or when last year it was when I was on the trip, I was thinking of where the next cities I'm going to. So I had a short list of about 15 cities that I want to go to and got to London Amsterdam was on there. Seemed like a really cool city. So that was on. And then Paris had never been before. Seems like a big one you got to get to. Also on the short list. Um, Santorini and and Mykonos is on there. Barcelona, Lisbon, both on there. Um, What else is on there? Athens is on there. Rome. I have a friend who has decided that they are retiring to Portugal. Like they've made that decision. Yeah. And has made multiple trips to to Portugal and it's I mean it, from what what I'm told it's dope and it's another one of those places where you kind of don't have to speak Portuguese like the everyone kind of does if you are in Lisbon um you can get by by just being able to speak English so the world's an amazing place man and we don't see enough of it and we probably don't take enough time like at this point, you know, I'm I'm 25 years in at the score. I have all these days. I never take them all. And I should. Like it's yeah. I I we did we had really good um ratings. We had great numbers this this past winter book. So, you know, there's going to be a bonus coming my way. And I was talking to my parents about it. My mother was like, "What are you going to do?" Cuz they already know that I've done the well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save some, and I'm gonna buy a CD, and all the shit that I usually do with leftover money. And I actually, like, my mother and I were talking, and I actually said out loud, "I, I might do something stupid with this, with this bonus." She's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Maybe I'll go to the Super Bowl, like just to go. Maybe I'll hit up NBA All Star Game just to see what the vibe is like in another city." And it was very like liberating to you think about. Wait, wait, where is it, Tom? Indy, Indianapolis. Oh, no, nah, I'm not. 
I'm not going <laughs> Naptown. Mm-mm. No, that's Mm-mm. all right. I like Naptown. It's all right, but not for an NBA All Star game. No. <laughs> I don't know. They got joints in Indy, but that's not what Lawrence is thinking. About. In, in, that's not what Lawrence is thinking about. Indy's a, a fun city. Is a it's it's the type of place that you can move to and live, not to visit. Like even if even if they had been back in Salt Lake, I'd have been like, you know what? I ain't never been to Salt Lake. Let me go out here see what's going down in Salt Lake. But Mormons, what's wrong with Mormons? What's wrong with Mormons, Tony? I said, what's up? What's yeah. what this about? This this is where we end this. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Both of you gentlemen are both extremely talented in multiple uh, multiple areas. And so I think you guys are perfect to ask this question because I've been thinking about it lately. Um, And being in the business, you kind of think about it at different times. When did y'all both decide that you weren't going to do things for free anymore? Tony, you want to go first on this one? Um, I th- once I started working on, once I became Lawrence's executive producer, that's probably the last time I, I was doing stuff for free. Uh, and I think 
EPN, a midday, daytime sports show, gives you a certain confidence about your skill level. Um, and just, you know, getting feedback and positive feedback about what I was doing uh, from a veteran like Lawrence uh, and then, you know, Mitch Rosen, um, people who have had success in the city. Uh, it, it It's like, okay, I have, you know, reached a certain level now and I can't just be doing free projects, you know, for people uh, anymore. Like either there, there has to be a conscious decision on my part. Either I'm doing it for free for the love, which I, you know, do. And I'm, it's an understanding that my time is valuable and I'm, allowing this person or allowing my my skill set to be used in this space consciously because uh, um because i i want to do it and i love this person or whatever but then it, it switched over to now i need i need a little something right because i'm, a, I'm at this point I'm, I'm super busy now um and that's only kind of gotten more truer as my career has gone on so probably that was probably 20 2019 2019 that probably early 2019 is probably when i stopped doing stuff for for free i still do stuff for free you know like this i'm just kidding um but i still i still do stuff for free but there has to be a quid pro quo on it Mm -hmm. like if I'm going to be on someone's podcast, then I expect, as Shannon Sharp would say, restitution. Um, <laughs> I, I I expect that. But I'm also, like, cognizant of, like, if I ask someone to be on my radio show, mm-hmm. I'm ready to reciprocate. So mm-hmm. it's – but they're, they're definitely, like, stuff where I'm, like – there's there's something that I've been doing that I did for uh, like a, a, about six weeks ago, and I haven't gotten paid for it. And the person that asked me to do it is like, "Well, will you come back?" And I'm like, "Well, will you get the paper right? And if you get the paper right, then we can keep rolling. Like, we're just not gonna keep, especially when we're talking like big box media companies. If you're talking about, if you're talking about like smaller stuff." I, I like to be able to lend my name if that means anything to it. Yeah, like or, guest hits and stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah of course. Yeah. I yeah. But, 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 but reoccurring stuff or, yeah. And, yeah. Like big projects that are going to, going to really encroach upon my time. Like, no, nah, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Or, or all. use of my ideas. Yes. Or anything like that. Yeah. No. Nah. The reason I asked is I was, I was thinking about it the other day and, there was a point where I told myself, you've worked extremely hard to the point where you can say no now. And I was a believer for a long time, especially when I first got onto the scene here in town, et cetera, where it's like, I can't say no yet. Like I'm at a point where for everybody out there, think of it this way. There's two sides of this equation. There is the exposure side and there's the time side, value for my time side. When you're young in our business, 
exposure is of utmost importance. So when I, I'd say about 2018, I was really starting to write different places and people had started to hear me here and there. I was saying yes to everything. Hey, come on my podcast, come on my show, do this, do that. And then I started writing on the Chicago baseball beat here in town for MLB.com. That's when I started going on Lawrence's show, right? When Lawrence was rocking solo. And that's when I started doing Sports Talk Live and XYZ. Now, this is back in the time when Sports Talk Live had stopped paying people. But in my head, I already knew that I know how many people watch this show. Wait, were you at least getting the gift cards still? No, this was after Joe's Stone Crab. I was pissed. <laughs> no, I was heated. But I said it is of more value to me in my career right now that all of Chicago and Northwest Indiana see Russell Dorsey not only crushing baseball talk, but everything else. So they know who I am. And then I think when I got onto the Cubs beat for the Sun-Times is when I really started to say, okay, I can start to trim some of this other stuff that I'm doing because I got the exposure now, right? And being able to say no and not on some, nah, I'm better than this thing. But it's just like, my time is valuable. And you don't like to always think of yourself in that way. But it's like, man, like I think about my schedule and what I have going on today and now. It's like, man, I, I, don't, I don't think I could do all those different hits and stuff like I used to back in the day. Like I know from week to week, I do uh, during baseball season and a little bit during the off season, Lawrence and Dan show, right? Might do a pod here. Might do a pod there. If I see somebody out in the street and it's like, yo, can I get you on? You know, if I see Jared out somewhere or if I see uh, somebody out somewhere, I might, you know, I'll jump on whatever. But you got to really be my peoples for me to do the the pro bono now. And because I just like I just don't have the bandwidth anymore to do all those different things. I don't know. Also, if sometimes people don't understand that you don't have the bandwidth. Yeah. And that's something that kind of bothers me. Because it's like, yo, I know, like Tony said, I used to do it for the love, and I was really starting to grow my brand. And I appreciate that you let me be a part of this as I was growing my reputation and all that. But then it's almost like, ah, man, I don't want you to abuse this because it's like I was doing it a lot and not getting paid at all. And so it's just like, hey, I, even if it's a little something, and it's like I don't need the bread or anything. But it's like it's I, nice for somebody to be like, hey, I will pay you X to come on here or – like when I started getting paid to do hits on the score, it's just like I wasn't expecting it, but I appreciated it because they like they valued me this much. Um, and I think a lot of people take for granted people's willingness to say yes. Right? I was like, well, I know I got him in the tuck. He gonna say yeah, yeah. Sometimes you don't you don't want people to abuse your kindness. Yeah, I had I had a, a an almost incident this morning where. There's a dude that I rock with. I like a lot. He asked me to do his podcast. I was like, yeah, no problem. And then it becomes like the, the scheduling juggling thing. And I'm like, pretty much any time after four o'clock, that gives me a chance to get home, get settled. You know, like if I want to change clothes, like all that stuff. And then we can, we can get after it. And he's like, oh, well, you know, this is this day is going to work out for me. This day is going to work out for me. I'm like, okay. Like we can figure out another day. And he said, well, what about, what about tomorrow morning? And I'm like, you know, that I'm on the air from 10 to two. <laughs> he was like, oh, I was thinking like seven 30. And I was like, yo, <laughs> you must be out. Sure. Um, <laughs> first of all, like I could be sleeping. I'm not, 
but I could be. Secondly, you know I do a show at 10 o'clock in the morning. Do you think we don't prep for shows? Like, like what? it's like 7.30 in the morning? Like, that is um, that is quite the ask. And, and I will say that, that because of how, like, interconnected the world is, there are less, like, automatic boundaries. Like, growing up, you didn't call my mama's house before 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And on a weekend, like you, you don't, and and people knew not to call you after like nine at night. And now people just like, they'll just text you willy nilly. And like, Hey, I'm not trying to get your, your, your 3 AM text message is asking me like an, an existential question. Mofo, I'm asleep. I'll get to it when I get up seven 30. And you ain't even paying me, man. And I, I, what my version of of doing stuff for for free is different than you guys are. Your words are are valuable. Um, the information that you guys provide is valuable, um, which is different for me. Nobody really cares what I say. It's more of what I do behind the like. If somebody's asking me to edit something, or somebody wants to, you know. Uh, collab on some like podcast ideas or uh, segment ideas or something like that. Like that is more like, hey, I can't really be doing that um, because one, somebody is paying me. Um, that is, you know, feeding my family for the most part, and I need to give all that energy, well, most of it to there. Um, so there's people paying for that time, uh, but like for me, like doing a guess hit is nothing because again. It's not my words on, on the production end uh, that is extremely, extremely valuable. They have some. I mean, I you know, I got some platforms right to say, you know, some stuff. But for you guys specifically, I get how that can be kind of like a a line that you have to toe as talking heads um, that your information is valuable and giving that out for free. You know that people should really consider that when they how they ask what they're asking for and also making it more convenient than man i need to do this at 7 30 big dog am and, so, and sometimes we tell, it's, it's people that should know better too yes that's right like i that's i ain't gonna put people out there but there are some points where i i felt like lawrence was like doug you asked me last minute knowing everything i got going on mm-hmm. i i have to be doing it off the strength yeah. And I was like, come on, man. I don't, I don't, because I'm a come, I would come through for you and I wouldn't do it like that. Like, I wouldn't become up here unprepared. So, why are you, mm-hmm. hey, man, like 15 minutes? Can you, no. No. I don't do the day of thing anymore unless it's like, if Tom said, hey, man, can you come do Jay's podcast tonight? I'd be like, yeah, bro, I got you. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't like the, hey, man, can you jump on this afternoon and it's, Already twelve thirty. No, <laughs> I can't. Like I need a twenty four hour notice unless there is something. Like if I break something, and y'all yeah, like that's different. I got yeah. like, it's different. But it's like, hey man, can you come on in like an hour? No, no, nope. I cannot. Can't Sorry. do. Not gonna be able to do. Can't even do it. Now I will say this from from a producer standpoint. I know it, y'all did see Tony. It's, it's, it's had difficult, this man. <laughs> hey, I gotta speak up for the fellow producers I out there, it. right? 
you know, like something happens, a crazy news story happens, a bigger thing happens. Uh, and you need to get a voice on there, uh, a voice that uh, you know will knock it out of the park. Uh, but Russ has already but, said, like, breaking news is different. Mm-hmm. Like, that's okay. different. Just, okay. A lot of times, Tony, don't be breaking news. Right. And I don't oh, got the text producers from forgetting the book or guess for, for a topic. And... Yes. <laughs> hey, my man. You were like, I used to do I used the to non do, movement of the baseball season right now. I used to do Ken and Demond. They hit me. I yeah, because mm-hmm. that's off the strength, right? If uh studs back in the day or Sean Anderson would hit me, be like, hey bro, can you? I got y'all. Those are my people. Yeah, off the strength. If Tone would hit me, I'd be like, yes, for the love. If uh Danny Zetterman at one thousand, hey, hey man, Captain Hoodie wants you on. I got off the strength. But sometimes it's like I can't do the nine o'clock window on the score. Right. Mm-hmm. No more. Back in the day, probably could. Can't no more. No. And it's not because I don't rock with whoever's doing the show at the time. I used to do Lawrence's show. Back when, when was the last year you had the late show? Mm, 18. 2018. So I did one of Lawrence's show in the late window and then. It was all the afternoon, the midday yeah. show. Then we had a budget. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and, and and the boy is very grateful. <laughs> the nighttime show, we was doing it for favors. All but, the strength. <laughs> but hey, then we got a budget. And then I joined Dan, and then we got a real budget. Well, I'm like, <laughs> hey, pay my people. Like, I, I, whether it was you or the Sox Machine people, I was like, hey, my people are coming with, and we paying them. And they're like, all right, cool. And I was like, oh, it's like that now? Cool. And I'm not, for everybody out there, I'm a believer in this and the other side, too. Like, we don't bring people on our podcast and not give them something because whether it's me or Jay or Tone or Lauren, it's just like we have all been there on the other side of it, and we understand how valuable people's time is. It's uh, funny, like a Starbucks gift card goes a long way. Long way. You know? As weird as that sounds, like it's it does. It goes a long way. I appreciated what you did and your time. Your coffee for the next couple of days is on. Yeah. 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 Yo, I would I'll tell you this. If I had a, a Starbucks gift card from some of these places that I've done stuff, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll come back, whatever. But it's just like, man, now I got to cut you off. Now you don't get to be Russ the Diva. Here uh, we I, go. And, and it, you know you know what? It took me a long I had to, I fought with myself for me to do that. Because for a long time, I'm like, man, the exposure is really good. And I don't want people to think I'm a diva. Yeah. But the other side of me was like, dog, you've worked really hard and have said yes to a lot of things. You owe it to yourself to have some of that time back to yourself. Yep. Like I get hit up from other markets that want to talk about the bears, like still. And if there isn't a quid pro quo, like I'll do it, but your afternoon host is coming on the score. Talk to us about, you know, the Seahawks or whatever. Like, I'm just not, not doing it. Like I for my peoples, yes. My man Dave Ross at V Sync is, is like, hey, you, yes, I'm doing that. But 
people be fronting, you know, like I don't even like people hit me up and like, I don't even know you like, cause people producers will pass numbers around and whatnot. And yeah. Tone. Yeah. This one dude, <laughs> like he, he hit me up and I just ignored it. Cause I don't even know that guy. And then the host of the show who I know pretty well was like, yo, will you come on? Yeah. For you. I don't know, dude. I don't know you your know? man's. Your like, man's. I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know. I don't even know how you got the number. I'm guessing you gave it to him, but we cool. Just you reach out to me the next time and then hand me off and say, yo, my producer is going to take care of scheduling all of it. I'm fine with that, but I need to ask to be from the person. I mean, and uh, I mean, I'm still out here in these producer streets. I gotta dry text and dry call people. Cold yeah. call, I should probably say. Uh, you better get Ken out here and send us some text messages. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I, I've also generated a lot of the relationships, right? Like, you know, having to do that, you know, at the score at NBC, looking for guests. Um, you know, I I don't want to when I reach out, right? I don't just like, hey, I need you and your information i'm like hey you know anything you need to promote um you know anything you want us to promote uh just stuff like that that you know hey do i need to put something in the description title of you know doing what i know i can do you know if if i would love to pay everybody as i know i can't so finding other things like lawrence right quid pro quo okay do you need one of my hosts to come on wherever you at. Do you like what do I need to pass you on to the television side? Like I can do that. No guarantees, but I can do that. Like just other things just to kind of convince people like, hey, you know, I, you know, I don't want to waste your time. Like I want to promote your content wherever it's at, no matter what it is for you, for your time and stuff. Just, you know, just stuff like that, that producers, I think, need to get in the habit of when you're, you know, reaching out to people. Um, if, if you can't offer them money, there's other things that you can do as, as a, as a producer and, and a small one, right? Like, uh, when I was starting out, I started off with, uh, the Dean Davis show with Kenneth Davis and Demond Swirl. Kenneth Davis is now at NBC, uh, doing things, right? Like it was difficult, right? This is a small college show. Like, how do you get guests to come on the small college show? So, you know, you figure those things out and, you know, maybe you, you guilt trip them like, Hey, you know, it was, you know, young brothers coming up. You know, we, we just trying to make it, man. We <laughs> out here grinding. Hey, you know? People used to get me on that because I'm like, yeah, I, I don't want to be the person not doing it for the brothers. Because I know I. <laughs> they, they, they be hitting you with the people that turned them down too. Be like, yeah, man, Jim Rose, he he, he ain't even come on. You know, I, I know you ain't like that, man. I know, I know you a real brother. You know, you know I. <laughs> No, it's it's they it's hilarious. It's hilarious. They don't say my boy, uh, sometimes. <laughs> our, our guy, you yes, will say naysayer. Our guy Eugene McIntosh, Gino. He, anytime he he needs to holler at an athlete, something. Hey man, you got time for the brothers, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it always makes me laugh because I'm like, hey man, you got time for the brothers.
during this time of year, first couple of days after the new year, everybody, oh, what's your new year's resolution, man? Oh, man, I'm going to get in the gym, get myself in shape. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop spending money on Uber <laughs> Eats and DoorDash. I'm going to stop doing X, Y, Z, right? I'm going to go to church, church more. I'm going to meditate or do whatever you do out there. Do some yoga or something. And usually I, I'm not a resolutions person, right? But I am a goals person. And this year I was just like, if I had something, choosing one thing that I want to focus on for 24, what it, would it be? So I wanted to ask you guys, if there, is there one thing where it's like 2024, this is my emphasis. You know, when leagues go, our point of emphasis, right? During officiating or whatever, what's your point of emphasis? In 24 for me house of l growing is like a big deal like i'm gonna do more episodes like my and like and the old day or even more so than that i mean like there's probably gonna be four episodes a week but they're gonna be shorter okay. um i'm gonna play with the algorithm a little bit and see what that does with it but stuff that's just on my mind that as a host that has partners it's not as easy for me to find 10 minutes to talk about a subject that I'm passionate about. Not to say like Dan and Layla both give me space when they know that I'm on one, but that's the whole reason the house of L exists is so I can do stuff. But I think that there are a couple of um, ways that I want to see house of L Inc grow. So I'm kind of focused on that that I really want to I, I really want to kind of challenge the entrepreneurial spirit that made me launch House of L in the first place. I haven't really done a video component for my episodes. I'm going to start doing that this year. Um, Tony has convinced me with StreamYard to, to kind of go ahead and do stuff. Although I am wondering because I haven't I haven't really worked on the editing from zoom i guess i could do it on zoom and then not have to pay anything extra but it seems like Streamyard is a little bit more user friendly than zoom so there's gonna be some experimentation and but i'm i am hyper focused on growing house of l in a way that it hasn't grown since maybe the second year to your point on Streamyard, uh when we made the switch I think it was the best thing that ever happened to us. Shout out to Tone for that, one of his ideas. Also, being able to promote with visual, you realize how much seeing the video and adding the link to the podcast helps people listen to the podcast. Yep. And so that was big in our growth as a podcast from year one to year two was that video element of it. Tone? Uh, a couple things. Um, that I had in my mind going into this year. Uh, one, I've been teaching at my church a lot more. And, you know, I know a lot of teachers. Lawrence is a teacher. Um, my dad was a teacher. My uncles are teachers. Um, so I I want to get better at that. <clears throat> um, two, I, I want to be a great dad. Uh and like you know this will be the first year obviously of her life her birthday will be next year in october 26 and um this know, year really, yeah this year it's, it's, <laughs> hey it's three days in 
<laughs> Come on, it's like right in 2020, you know, the last year on 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 the time. Check. Picks. I'll give I'll give it to you this week, but if you say it next week, we're gonna have to <laughs> correct you. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like I, I really, really want to be a great dad. Um, it's it's all I want to focus on. A lot of it, all of my energy is, you know, I, I just want to be a great parent. Um, and career wise, um, I really, really want to go into the television or movie space. Lawrence, we've kind of already talked about it a little bit. Um, that I, you know, I, it seems like I have this opportunity to to pursue that and work on that. It's something that I've never done before. I've only done, you know, audio documentaries. I've never done, you know, a, a video, a visual one. Um, and it seems like I have this opportunity now to do that. Uh, and I want to pursue it. Like, it, it's kind of like on the list of dreams, right? That, you know, I want to have something on Netflix or be a part of something uh, on Netflix or, or, you know, on a larger visual platform. Um, so this year, that's those are kind of my top three that, I, that I'm kind of hyper-focused on. I'm excited like for you for those, Tom. I like those a lot. I uh, I only had one this year, and I probably could have come up with more, but, like, I really wanted to focus on this one because it's really hard for me is controlling what I can control. Mm. It is extremely hard for me because, and both of you guys, I guess you can attest, you guys can both attest to this too. When you're really smart and you want to do the right thing and everybody else is being dumb, sometimes you're like, you know what? I'm going to do it all. But I think the stress that that causes the fact that you can't do it all and the fact that sometimes you might make matters worse trying to do everything where you can't focus on something that you probably should lend your focus to, it's hard for me. And I think this past year, I really saw it because when you do a lot of different things, like I'm blessed to be able to do, my focus is in a lot of different places. And sometimes for this to work, this has to work over here. For this to work, this has to work over here. And sometimes some of those things aren't controlled by me. And so if anybody, if somebody not picking up slack somewhere, you're messing up with my flow. And I don't like what my flow messed up. Um, but I have to be able to say, all right, Russ, you have to take care of you. Because you're not going to let yourself down. If somebody wants to not uphold up their end of the bargain on whatever they got going on, that's fine, but you won't fail because you're going to always do what you need to do for you. I'm so um, I'm so happy and also terrified to hear you sounding like me. <laughs> that's hard. one of that's one of my big quotes. I can always count on me. And it's just like not in a bat. It's just like I know this path. I know myself. And it's just like, all right, if I see, see if I see you slacking, you're going to hear about it. And then I'm going to have to pick up slack. And I just like I have to do. I got to control what I can control. Yeah, because I had a lot of sleepless nights stressing out unnecessarily about something that wasn't really my issue, but I made it my issue. And it is something that's probably going to be a, a struggle. It's going to have to be something that's a back and forth. Just because that's that doesn't it doesn't make me comfortable when I'm not in control of the ethos when I don't have 
everything kind of laid out the way I want it, and I feel like it ain't my fault while it's me- why it's messed up. That's when I get, you know, uh, I know my mom's like, yeah, control what you control. Yes, mom. Um, so, yeah, no, it's just something I thought of this week as I was kind of like, I had decided that for myself. And I was like, it's not some big thing. Like, oh, I'm going to do this. Or I'm do-. It's like, I just want to be able to more. And I'm not, and, you're, and it's not about being perfect to me either. There could be some things I might just have to, to make this work. I'm going to have to do it. But like, I want to be able to do that and say, you know what? I did what I need to do when it comes to this. It's out of my hands now. I think that's a good goal, man. Like I, that's a hard thing to do. It's like, I, I was complimenting you on vacations. It's, that's a hard thing to figure out. It's, it's super hard to like put that into practice and realize that there's only so much that you can control because you're willing to you know, jump through fire hoops to get the things that you want. Sometimes like it's not meant to happen that way. And then you figure out something that might even be better than what it is you were trying to accomplish in the first place, man, it's, it's a hard, hard lesson. Like it's a, it's, it's a level of discipline that it takes to, to fit into that space of just being like, you know what? Other people are professionals. You let them do their job and you try not to do, you try not to put yourself into an early grave because you're out here trying to do everybody's job. Like I think about it in the context of sports. Like a lot of the football coaches, especially the system that Matt Eberflus and Lovey Smith run the one gap system that they run where if you hear people talk about it, they tell you if you get out of your gap that's on you and if your teammate then tries to cover for you they've gotten out of their gap and then it's like dominoes where now the whole defense is messed up because you didn't stick to what it is that you were supposed to do like do your job and then we'll figure out what happened and we'll get some of this stuff corrected, you know, with your teammate, but you need to do your job and not try to do everyone else's. And that's a, that's a hard thing to do when you're really self-motivated and you like getting shit done. Like the, like the, that it's a hard thing to let go of an opportunity to fix something when you see it going left. So I, I wish you a lot of luck on that, Russ, because it's it, it you've you've put in front of yourself quite the challenge. In 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 a, in the terms of sports, right? Like we've all played sports, been on teams and stuff like that. Um, you know, when you're the the leader of the team, um it's like you have to kind of worry about that because they're what they do it affects you. Um so you gotta find the middle ground of not do, you can't do their job right um so but you have to do the proper uh pushing or buffeting right like okay mm-hmm. based on this person's personality what can i do to help them do they need me to come down hard on them 
or if, is this a repetitive issue that keeps coming up that I need to address more harshly? Or do they just need a little bit coaching up? Um, I was one that didn't respond very well to uh, harsh uh, criticism. My parents would you know, tell you that as well. What I needed to do was 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 the the positive reinforcement. Based that's based on my personality though. Um, when I was coming up, Lawrence did a, I think a great job of teaching me uh, and coaching me on things. And I know like some of the stuff just frustrated him, missing cues or uh, just a bunch <laughs> of just dumb stuff that happens in the course of a radio show and spending time as much time uh, with the person on a radio show, especially young, right? But Lawrence did a great job of understanding my personality because we would talk all the time and realizing what level of pushing and buffeting that I needed in the various moments. Sometimes I needed, hey man, you need to get your stuff together. That was not great. That was not good. But I felt that he didn't last on it long. He didn't drag it on, didn't yell at me, you know? But then the next time, you know, around where he would use a different method, like, hey, you know, you got this, clean up, let's move on with the show. Just don't do it again. We're good. Like that's what the majority of our relationship has been, and that what helped propel me. So I, I, I was saying, your in your case, Rush, because so you're around so many other people, and so many people affect you in in your show and in your business. Um, that I guess getting an understanding of the landscape around you to know that one, I can't do your job, but what can I do to help prod you in a positive direction that will uplift. Mm-hmm. you know the group and it's like it's in, i think lawrence you hit it with the because i'm a self-motivator like, i am self-motivated i'm a self-starter right like i i don't need other things to happen to get me going like i'm i'm revved up and ready to go to get whatever i need to get done done and if i don't see that happening around me it's like oh what the uh, fuck are y'all doing? Like, what are we doing around here? Why are we not revved up and ready to go? Um, or I'm not a, and my mom's going to agree with this too. I need it to happen today. Right? Like, if there's something that we need, we need it to happen right now. Mm-hmm. We don't work in a business of right now. And that man, listen, it is something that I definitely struggle with of us not working in the business of right now. And it is definitely something that I think is going to make me better, but it's something that is going to be an active struggle. So I will keep y'all posted as the year goes on. But I think that's a good place to stop for this week. We like to thank everybody for listening to this week's episode of Sports Adjacent. Lawrence, we appreciate you stopping by as always. Oh, thank you guys. It's always a lot of fun. I, I like to catch up and. I want you guys to not feel like you can't ask. I I enjoy when I get the opportunity to hang with you two. Well, we enjoy you stopping by and coming by the kids' table when Jason's not here. Tone, we appreciate you being on the boards as always. And we appreciate our sponsors like Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get $23 off your next purchase. The softest sheets that money can buy. Sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA. We're also brought to you by BetMGM. Get $1,500 back in free betting credit. If you don't win your first bet with BetMGM, use promo code adjacent1000. That is adjacent1000. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks tone. Anything before we let the fine folks go? Uh... Nah, man, watch out for your, your baby's blowouts, man. 
They changed lives out here. I had, I had another one this morning. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, man. Babies, they, they boo-boo like adults out here these days. I don't know if that was always the case, but... This is what you signed up for, fam. Yeah, I think with, uh, with that, we could catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.